Pastor Varun and Pastor Don Lahaprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. Tonight I would like to teach about the fire of God, the purpose of the fire of God. The first, this year, the, the Holy Spirit meeting, we, I want to lay down foundation of the fire of God. What is the purpose of the fire of God? I would like to read from the book of Luke, chapter 3, verses 16 to 17. John answered them all by saying, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming, the strap of whose sandals I am not fit to unfasten. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing shovel, fork is in his hand to thoroughly clear and cleanse his threshing floor and to gather the wheat and store it in his granary. But the chaff he will burn with fire that cannot be extinguished. This is a sentence that this is the statement that John the Baptist, who is a forerunner, who is the, pe- the person who prepared the way for the Messiah, the Son of God, he called repent and believe in the one who coming after me. Because he's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Amen. He did not say, I will baptize you with the Holy Spirit or with fire. He said, and with fire. Therefore, we have to sit, we have two things here that John the Baptist, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, say that we as Christians, we have not only the baptism with the Holy Spirit, but we also have the baptism of fire. We can be touched by the fire of God. You know, most charismatic church just know about the baptism with the Holy Spirit. They talk about speaking in tongue, and we have been talking about speaking in tongue in the past few weeks, and that is in the Bible. But one thing that the body of Christ, many part of the body of Christ have not experienced or taught or mentioned about is the baptism with fire. And baptism with fire is in the Bible. In fact, in the upper room, the disciple, the 120 disciples, receive the baptism not only with the Holy Spirit, but with also the tongues of fire. So they got both at the same time. Today, I remember many years ago when I learned the- theology about baptism with the Holy Spirit. I just stopped at the b- baptism with the Holy Spirit and talked about speaking in tongue, but I had no knowledge about baptism of fire until 1997 when God began to show me about the baptism with fire. John the Baptist talked about it, and God still pouring out the fire of God into the church today. He has not stopped pouring out his fire into the church. He has the purpose. The fire of God comes to the church, comes to the body of Christ, comes to all of us with the divine purpose. Amen? And one of the purposes of the fire of God is that the fire purchases sins and 
impurities and wrong things in our life. When the fire comes, it cleanses, it purges, it takes away, it pushes away the things that do not belong to God. Wrong attitudes, religious spirit, the drawers, the junk, the bad things, the wrong spirits, demonic power, wrong theologies, wrong thinking, wrong motive. It burns those kind of things away from us. And how can we become the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ? The beautiful bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. Beautiful, pure, wearing the white linen, white cloth, white gown, holy, blameless, pure, without spot, without wrinkle, without the fire of God. The Bible says that the end time church must be, will be the glorious church. And the Bible says say in the Bible that the Bible says that in the end time, the book of Haggai says that the glory of the end time church will be even greater than the early church. You know what the glory means? The glory means the thick presence of God. So the fire of God, which means the thick presence of God, gonna be thicker in the end time. Why? Because he sent the fire to burn, yes. to cleanse, yes. and to purge the wrong thing out of the church. So that we can be prepared, so that we, we, can, we can be molded, we can be shaped into the beautiful bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but I want to be a part of the beautiful, glorious bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's my goal, and that should be your goal as well. Amen. When the fire of God comes, it will not only purge uh, the, the wrong things in our life, but the fire is the revealer. It's, it's the fire of God will reveal the wrong things in our life. You, I remember when I lived in Thailand when I was young, I never forget when I turned on the light, the fire, the light, or turned on the, the heat, I can see the, the cockroaches and the rat running around. When it's dark, it's a crawl in the room. The cockroach will crawl and just walk around without fear because you not, cannot see them. How many people live in Asia before? You understand what I'm talking about. You know, and, and the rat will come out and walk around in the room and no problem. But when you start to light a fire, the cockroaches and the rats will ah, run around. It show up. The same thing. When the fire comes into the church, when the fire of God comes into your life, the wrong thing is going to start to show up and start to check and start to show and start to be revealed in front of your eyes. Your wrong attitudes, your wrong motive, your bad habit going to start to show up in your life. And that's why a lot of people feel uncomfortable. And you notice one thing, that's why the fire of God is not moving in the big churches. Because in the big churches, people want just to come for one hour and go home. But when you are hungry to be changed, then you want the fire of God. And that's why when we have this kind of revival service, we don't have a lot of people. Because only people who are hungry to be changed come. People who are, who are not afraid to be revealed what is wrong inside me, show me, reveal to me, come. But people who want to hide themselves in sin and don't want to change, they don't want to be around here in the fire of God. 
because it's very uncomfortable when the fire of God comes. You know, when you want to purify silver or gold, what you do? You burn gold with fire. You melt it. And then what happened? The impurities of that gold came up to the surface. And you can see the impurity on the top of the gold, the, the melted gold. And what happened? The refiner, the, the goldsmith, will have a scoop, will have a um, special equipment and scoop out the impurity to make that gold pure. The same thing, when the fire of God comes to the church, he will gradually, little by little, each one of you, he will reveal the wrong things, the wrong attitudes, demonic power, Anything in your life that is not in the Word, that is not of heaven, it's going to reveal up layer by layer. And the Holy Spirit will come and scoop them out little by little. So when, you talk, when we talk about the fire of God, when we talk about revival, when we talk about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the most important thing that you need to understand is that it's about repentance and it's about transformation and changes. It's not just about shaking. It's not just about falling and laughing and, and goosebumps and having a good feeling. It's about God, deal with me, change me. I'm happy for you to do anything in my life. Cut on me, change me. Cut the bad tumor out of me. Cut the bad things out of me. It's about changes. Amen. Hallelujah. And after He purify you with the fire, you become a pure gold, then he will pour you, you into a molder and produce a beautiful shiny hook that you can go out and that hook can get the fish. Is that right? When you become a pure, beautiful hook, you put into the water, into the sea, the fish will look at it and um, and then just get into the kingdom of God by you. Amen. How many people want to be a beautiful hook? Amen. I want to be a beautiful hook. That God purify me and pour me in the mold, in the molder. Amen? Hallelujah. Therefore, I want to ask you, if you really want to be touched by the fire of God, are you ready to get into the heat? Are you ready to be changed? Are you ready for God to deal with you? Are you ready to be changed? Are you ready to repent? Are you ready to say, yes, God, and no to sin? Are you ready to say no to the devil and say yes to the kingdom of heaven? If you are not ready, you, don't, you are not ready for the fire. Amen? Hallelujah. That's why I tell you the reason. When the fire of God came to many church, churches in America, the, the numbers of membership dropped. When the fire of God comes to a church, there are two responses in the church. I, tell, I, I watched this for almost nine years now in America. There are two responses. One response is that people get very uneasy, very uncomfortable because the fire will begin to heat, put heat on them and they either repent out of religion and tradition and selfishness and bad, wrong motive in serving whatever in their life. They, they feel uncomfortable. They back off. And after, if the pastor does not stop the fire in the church, eventually, you know what they do? They will act like a nice person and say, Pastor, you know, I, I think I'm called to be in another church. I cannot be around here anymore. You are nice people, Pastor, but you know, I'm called to go to the church 
on another part of the city now. Bye bye. That I see that all the time that people cannot stand the fire of God. For, but for me, I want to be like Moses. I want to go up to the Mount Sinai and get the fire of God. I'm not going to run away from the fire of God because that fire is going to purify me. Amen. But on another hand, there is another group of people. Another group of people, when the fire of God comes, they realize that it's very uncomfortable. It's not easy to be in the fire of God. They feel very uneasy. But they know that they need the fire of God. They know the fire of God will change them. So they plug in. They jump in. They humbly get in. And they begin to repent. And they begin to change. God begins to mold me, uh, mold them, change them. And eventually, in a few years, in a few months, down the road, they go to different cities. They go to different countries. And they check the city. They check the neighbors. The people set, set free. They cast out demons. They start to see people get saved, get, get delivered. Amen. Amen. I see one example in our church. Amen. And I want to honor her. Her name is Cha. You know, you can see Cha every Sunday. She get touched by God and law, uh, and, and and I say wrong. And, and she, she cry out, ah! You know, she, you look like that. But every Thursday, she went to the apartment get people saved. Every Thursday, yeah. this lady, you cannot look down on her. Cha never gave heartache to the, the pastor. Jah never complained in the church. Jah always say yes. Jah always love God, always support, and always go out to evangelize. She showed the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That's why I believe in the fire of God because I see the evidence of this lady. Amen. It's so clear that the fire of God, she was birthed in the fire of God here, and she is different from from you know me long time ago when I was not in the fire of God. She is bold to share the gospel. Amen. Amen. Therefore, the church may be closed down. The church may shrink. And the pastor may lose many, many members at that time. And I have faced that already in my life. When the fire of God came, a lot of people left our church. They could not stand it. But we still love them, but we go on. Amen. We need to go on because we want to build the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And many pastors say like this: Oh, pastor, come! You know, I get invited to Thailand to one church. This pastor want me to preach, to to go there and preach and lay hand on people so badly. But you know, I decided not to go, because I have been there for many times in Bangkok. But this man never come to my meeting even one time. Never get prayed by me. So I say like this: If the pastor doesn't want the fire of God, forget about the the church. The ch- that church, you know why? Because he's gonna block it one day anyway. I can spread the fire, but then he's gonna block it next Sunday, because he doesn't want the fire himself. The fire of God must start in the head of the household. Must start in the head of the church. The fire of God must come to the pastor first. Amen. Amen. I forget to tell you another reason that I have this kind of service now, because I believe that God gonna send out many people out of this church. With the fire, with the power of God, to shake the cities and the nations. You look simple right now, sitting here, but one day some of you are gonna go to different cities. Amen. Who knows? One day God may shake Victor on the bed. He shake, 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 shake in the bed, and he couldn't stop. And he wake, and he he get up, and God say to him, 
Go to Japan. Your wife will help you translate for you. Don't worry. Your son already grow up now. You don't need to worry about them. For example, God can send somebody to some nations to shake the cities and the nations. Amen. I did not say the last name. So just Victor. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Malachi chapter 3, verses 2 to 3, the Bible say, But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. We are the Levi. We are the servant of God. Amen. And God wants to send his fire. He is a refiner fire. He's going to send his fire to purge, to cleanse, to clean you up so that you will be a living sacrifice, giving to God in righteousness. We want to be a clean vessel, honorable vessel, beautiful, shiny vessel of God. And the only person can can polish you, can cleanse you, is the Holy Spirit. Not any man. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you notice one thing? In the upper room, there were only 120 people. Do you notice one thing? That when Jesus was walking on earth, before he was crucified, thousands of people followed him. It's one thing to follow Jesus when there were miracles and feeding and multiplication of food and bread and fish. It's one thing about coming to a nice dinner and everyone packed the room with, because good food. Is that right? But there is another thing. When Jesus said that, you must come and eat my flesh and drink my blood, everyone walk away. It's one thing about coming to the meeting and the pastor smile and say that, oh, you are nice people. Oh, God bless you. God heal you. God bless you. Oh, you get money from here. We're going to give you some finances, fi financial help. But it's another thing to go to the meeting where you need to be a, a living sacrifice, lay down on the altar and let the fire of God burn you and change you and be, become transformed, a transformed person. That's why in the upper room, there were only 120 people, not those thousand people. Amen. Not a lot of Christians want the fire of God. Not a lot of Christians want to have to do anything with the fire of God because it's uncomfortable, but it's, it, it's about what? Laying on the altar and change and repent and be molded and be shaken by God to shake the nation and the lost world for Him. Amen. In Romans chapter 12, verses 1 to 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Everyone say transformed. transformed. By the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. My dear brother and sister, the fire of God can burn everything that is holding you back. How many people believe me that we all have something in our life that is holding us back from the fullness of God, from the full, 
full will of God, from the full purpose of God for our life, from the perfection of God. Something is holding us back. Some of them may be short temper. Some of you are having short temper. Some of you may have the problem of critical spirit, judgmental spirit. Everything you see, like everything is bad. The world looks good in other people's eyes, but in your eyes, everything looks bad. Very critical, very judgmental, judgmental. Some of you may have the problem of pride. Some of you may have a problem of loving money. Whatever inside you, whatever on the inside of you that holds you back and don't want you to move forward with God, God wants to get rid of those by His fire. Amen. Amen. You know, in my eyes, it's not about falling, it's not about laughter and manifestation. I overlook those things now. Even though when the fire of God touch people, there will be some manifestation. But those are not important things. That is not the major thing in my eyes anymore. The major things in my eyes is that to see that person, when they get touched by the fire, they change and repent and get up and change. They don't get up and still curse and, and, and do bad things. They need to change. They need to repent. Amen. And be careful because in the, in the early church, when the fire of God show up, Ananiah and Sapphira who lies to the Holy Spirit, if you don't repent and you lie and you play game with God in the fire, the punishment will come because it means that you despise the things of God. God show up. For example, can you imagine if your relative sit here, he is not a believer, and they, he see you come out to be prayed for, fall under the power, laugh, and have all the manifestation. But you get up, you still cheat, you still lie, you still have com- commit adultery, you still do bad things. That non-believer friend or relative will look at you and say, I don't want to do anything with your God. You know God going to say, you are responsible for this soul that go to hell. You need to change. That's why not a lot of people want to be in the file of God. It's about transformation. God is going to burn the wrong attitudes, burn the wrong thing in your, inside you, and then scoop them out. You need to come to God. You know what? Many times the devil tempts me. Many times I get pressure to stop laying on of hand and move in the file of God. I'm, I'm, I tell you, many times I just want to quit. In fact, today, I tell you the truth, all day long, the devil talked to me. I'm serious. Today, all day long, the devil talked to me like this. I heard all day. Not a lot of people going to come. They don't care much about the fire. You know, just quit. Just don't do this thing. They don't care in this church. I heard all day long, and I have to fight all day long. You know why I have to fight? Because God told me that if there is no fire in the church, those bad things... Those sins, those bad attitudes going to start to settle down again in your life, in our church. And we're going to be a church of carnality. You know, if you burn, burn the impurity up to the surface of the gold, and if you haven't scooped them all out, and if you stop burning, what happened? The impurity was dropped again. And we're going to become lukewarm. We're going to become carnal. We're going to become just a social club. We're going to come become a place that people come just to say hi and just go through the motion of religion and come for one hour, everyone look at the watch and say, when are you going to go home? I just want to fulfill my religious obligation in this church and I'm going to go home and watch TV and having fun. All the things are going to start to go down again. 
That's why God told me, don't stop light the fire. Don't stop burn people with the fire of God. Let it come up. I'm going to scoop them out. I'm going to make my people on fire. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we need to say like this, God come and burn me. God come and dip me in the kerosene of your Holy Spirit and set my heart ablaze so that I can go out and burn for you. So give me the unction so that I can function. Amen. Come Lord, I don't care what other people think. I don't care if my wife cannot remember me after I get out from the floor. I don't care if my husband cannot remember me because I'm going to be changed by your power, by your fire. I don't care what other people think about me. I want to change. Amen. I, when I go home, no one's going to remember me anymore. Masako will not remember me. I'm, I'm talking for Victor. Amen. Not for myself. Hallelujah. Amen. You're going to be changed by the fire of God. Burn inside me. Get rid of anything. I'm not going to fight with you. You come and burn them out. Everything. Your mighty hand is going to be upon my life. Amen. You know why God sent laughter into the revival? Laughter is nothing new. Laughter is in the Bible. Laughter, even, you remember Sarah was laughing. Is that right? Yes. And you, you read the Bible on last Sunday about Mary and, and Elizabeth. When the Holy Ghost came, the Bible said they rejoice. They're giggling. They rejoice. Laughter is from even from the, in the early uh, Old Testament and in the New Testament Bible. You know why God sent laughter into the file of God, into the the revival service. Because laughter is what? Is the anesthetic. So why God is burning you, in order to avoid the pain, He's going to have to make you laugh. So that you forget about the pain inside you from the, His operation. The fire is like a knife come and cut on you and operate on you. So while you're being burned by the fire of God, you laugh and laugh and drunk, so you will not focus on, on the pain inside your soul and your spirit there. So it's good to be touched by God and, and receive the laughter of God. Receive the joy of the Holy Spirit. Actually, I want to see all of you speak in tongue and get the laughter. My, my dream is that to see everyone in the church have the joy of the Holy Spirit. Our church can be a church of joy. When the, when the, uh, the guests come on Sunday, they all see us, ha, 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 ha. Everyone is just having fun, good time, laughing, happy. Amen. I'm tired of going to church to see everyone have a long face and look sad and look tired. When the laughter comes, people look cheerful, look happy, look energetic. Amen. Hallelujah. So you should set the goal that you're going to have laughter one day. You should set the goal that God is going to touch you and, and kick you. Sit on his lap and he will kick you. He's a good dad. And just, <laughs> like this. Amen. It's good for you. It's an aesthetic. Amen. Many Christians say like this. You know, I, I notice that I cannot please everyone and I cannot convince everyone to come into the fire of God in even out my own church. So people say like this, you know... I don't want to have anything to do with this stuff. This stuff. This falling, laughter, shaking stuff, this crying and yelling and all this stuff. I don't want to do any, have, have anything to do with this thing, this stuff. But my dear brother and sister, I want to tell them, hopefully they will listen to my CD. Because many of them are not here tonight. 
I hope they listen to this CD series about the fire of God. This is the last teaching in this series going to come out now. My dear brother and sister, if they don't want the fire now, they're going to face another fire. There are three kinds of fires. Okay? Three. The first fire is the refining fire in the church today. The fire of the Holy Spirit. When we are still alive in the church. And God comes and cleanses to become pure with the right motive, right attitude, serve God with the right heart in righteousness. So that when we go to heaven, we will get full reward. But if they don't want the fire now, they're going to get a second fire at the judgment seat of Christ. Let me read the Bible for you. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 12 to 15. Now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear. For the day, mean the day of judgment, that everybody have to stand at the, and in front of the judgment seat of Christ. The day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If any one work which, is, has, which he has built on its endures, he will receive a reward. But if anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet as, so as, though, as through fire. What does it mean? If you don't let the fire of God cleanse you now, purge bad attitude out, you may serve God, you know, but with wrong motive. For position, for recognition, for money, if you don't recognize me, if you don't give me position, I'm not going to serve God. I'm going to move to another church. I don't care. Wrong, all this wrong motive, all this wrong attitude. And when you stand before God on that day, the, and the second fire will come and burn. If you're the hay and straw, which means wrong attitude, you are not silver and gold that have been purified by the fire of God now in revival. Then on that day, you don't get any reward. You just pass out of hell to heaven with empty hands. So which fire are you going to want? And the last fire, the third fire, is the fire of e hell, eternal lake of fire. So you choose now what fire you want. I want the fire of God now. So that on that day, when I go to heaven, I will get the full reward. Because I will serve God with the right heart, right attitude, in righteousness and purity of my heart. Amen? How, what fire you want to pick? Number one. How many people want number one? Raise your hand up. How many people want the number two? How many people want number three? No one. Thank God. Hallelujah. Thank God. When the fire comes, wrong things going to come up. And God going to remove them from your life. It may be short temper. You know, maybe something that you have been uh, stuck for a long time. Many things in your life you don't want to get rid of. Maybe your short temper, maybe uh, unforgiveness, something in your life. I tell you, the fire of God can get rid anything of your life that is not, doesn't belong to the kingdom of heaven. Come into the fire more and more and let God touch you. Amen. My dear brother and sister, this is the hindrance of coming into the fire. If you want to be a pure vessel for God, you need to be desperate for the fire of God. You need to be desperate. You know what? 
You think this way. If you care about people' opinions right now, you will not make it very well by the opinion of God. One day you're gonna stand in front of judgment seat of Christ, and He's gonna bring His opinion about you. Which opinion do you want? Man's opinion or God's opinion? Is that right? So when you come into the file of God, you may lose face because you may cry. Your hairstyle may be messy. Your makeup may be gone because when the fire burns you, you may have some reaction. You may shake. You may laugh. You may act like you know un- undignified. And are you worried about people's opinion? Are you concerned about God's opinion? Huh? I'm concerned about God's opinion. Therefore, if you're gonna come around the fire of God, you need to be humble. Amen. Amen. Don't crawl out of the altar. When the fire comes, you know, crawl out of the altar. This is the problem with the living sacrifice. You just want to crawl out of the altar. This is another problem. Tonight, I want to explain a lot about the fire of God. This is another problem. A lot of us, after we get the touched by the fire of God a few times. We feel changed already. We feel that we have gone up to the next level of the mountain of God. Oh, now, wow, I feel I, I have more anointing. I, I, my heart become more pure now. And you know what happened? The devil will come and deceive you and say like this, Oh, it's enough. No more fire. You have arrived already. My dear brothers and sisters, no one has arrived. Amen. There are so many things in your life that God needs to deal with. Remember this: we all were born of Adam and Eve. We all have sinful nature. All this year before you became a Christian, you were taught, you were trained, you were bombarded by the things of the world and the the, the ideas of this world through movie, to books, to whatever, to school. So many junk inside of you. That God needs to clean up little by little. That's why the Bible talks about change from glory to glory, little by little. And God doesn't change us and clean us up, up as up one time. This is the problem. If God cleaned you up one time, you would die. You would not be able to handle the complete cleansing work of God. God, in His mercy. God, in His compassion, He's going to deal with you little by little. If you allow Him to deal with you one issue and you change, He's going to come to deal with you another one. If you don't change, He's going to deal with that issue until you change. And He's going to keep dealing with you in that issue until you change. Because you don't get promotion, you don't get to the next level until you change in that issue. And God's going to change you little by little. So our job is to coming, keep coming to the fire. Let God change us one step, and then next week come back next step, from glory to glory to glory, from one level to another level. He let him do more and more, little by little, pressing into him, yielding to him, get desperate for him. You know, I want to compare coming into the fire of God like a riding a roller coaster. How many people has gone to Disney World, Disneyland before, and get into a roller coaster? You know, one of the things that I am afraid the most is uh, uh, what is a mountain, Mad Space Mountain. That one, 
I tell you, every time I line up with my kids, my legs start to shake. Because it's so, so small, sitting there. And not only that, in that place, it's so dark. And then that, that car, kaboom, kaboom, pow, goes so fast. And your neck almost shake like this, and you go. And then it, you go, pow, like this, just go up and down. Your heart go pump, 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 pump. And you feel like, oh, don't fall off, don't fall off. And you just grab, and you just, ah, and they took, they took your picture. And you see your picture like, ah, like this. And, 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 and you know, sometimes in the middle of the roller coaster, you say to yourself, I want to get out of here. But it's too late. You are in the middle, middle of the roller coaster. And when you come out from the roller coaster, you get out and you walk, you still feel the sensation of acceleration. You come out, oh, actually, it's good. Ah. And then, and then your son say, your son say, let's go another round. Let's go line up again. So you're okay, okay, you go line up again, the second round. Why are you lining up? You begin to think, oh, it's going to go fast. It's going to be dark. It's going to be scary. Why am I here again? That's what happened to the fire of God. When it, whenever you come out to the prayer line, you say, oh, What's going to happen to me? Oh, you know, I'm going to be drunk. I'm going to be shaken by God. And when you are in it and you come out, oh, you feel so good. God cleansed you. You feel like millions, you know, of dollars. But then next Sunday, the pastor called again. Um, okay, I go to the prayer line. But when you come to the prayer line, hmm, should I come out? Should I do be transformed by God? You know, you feel hesitant. It's a fighting inside of you all the time about coming to the prayer line, about coming to be touched by the fire of God. It's like that. It's like a roller coaster. Everyone say roller coaster. Roller coaster. Amen. Hallelujah. You, I noticed one thing, that many people come into the fire of God and one day disappear and never come back to church. They get touched. They get you know, shaking and, and laugh and they, get, and they change and look like very good. And suddenly they disappear and they quit the church. Many of you will say, oh, you know, what happened? If they get into the fire, they should be on fire. My dear brother and sister, today, one of my, I think one of the nurses in the hospital say like this to me. We make decisions daily. Decisions, we make decisions all day long. All of us need to make decisions to stay in the fire. The devil would do everything to quench the fire. Believe me, I lay hand on you tonight. Tomorrow, the devil is going to come with a big, big blanket to cover and quench the fire. Amen? He would do everything to quench the fire in your life. So if you are not careful, you need to make a determination right now. You need to make a, de I make a determination. All the days of my life until I see Jesus, I'm going to stay in the fire of God. Amen. No elephant can pull me away. Amen? No big car, no big uh, Tahoe, or no big um, suburban to, can pull me away from the fire of God. You know, a lot of people fall into temptation or, or listen to the negative talk. Oh, that church is weird, blah, 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 and they disappear and go to the regular, just uh, routine, traditional church, and they walk away from the fire. Big mistake. As I say, I have gone out of Egypt. I have tested 
the glory of God on Mount Sinai. I cannot walk back to Egypt anymore. I cannot go back to religion. I cannot go back to tradition. I could not go back to the dry life, Christian life anymore. I need the fire of God. Amen. Amen. You know what bless my heart a lot is to see people in the church stay in the fire and go out and change and get blessed by God and be used by God. Amen. I'm so happy. You know, many of you are a blessing to me. When I see that you seek the fire of God and you keep changing and keep moving on and never quit in being in the fire of God. That is encouraging to me. Amen. Don't let the devil put the blanket on to cover the fire. Don't let the, the devil to put the water on you and quench the fire in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. You need a big Holy Ghost. You don't want a little Holy Ghost. You need a big Holy Ghost. In Papua New Guinea, they connect fire with cooking. So they compose a song called Cook Them Holy Ghost, Cook Them Holy Ghost. It's a song in Papua New Guinea. So when the fire of God come and cook you, and let him cook you enough until it say, well done. Not medium. Not rare. Well done. Good and faithful servant. Come and rejoice with your, your Lord, your master. Amen. How many people want to be well done? Cooked by the fire of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. So when people go down on the floor, when people touch them on the floor, when God touch them on the floor, God is do performing an operation. He is doing something. Actually, even though you see, you know, let me re- say this clearly to you, okay? Listen carefully. Even though you see the physical manifestation of falling and laughter and cry and whatever, coughing, outside, of, don't just focus on those things because actually God is doing something deep inside that person. And it's not about that minute, but years and months down the road, something going to happen to that person. Some of us here are going to shake the nation. Some of us here are going to go and put a fire in a city. Amen? Some of us here are going to go and, and shake the neighborhood with the fire of God. God is doing something on the inside. It's, it's spiritual. It's deep on the inside. That's why when people fall down in our church, we don't recommend anyone to go and bother them because it's between them and God at that time. God is performing the operation himself. Let God finish. We don't need to go and pacify that person and try to comfort that person. Let God deal with them until the operation is done. Amen. And don't get up from the floor until God finish with you. Let God touch you until it's done. My dear brother and sister, people always come to me and say, why do I need to fall? There are three reasons that why people fall. I tell you. Number one, the reason for, and, and I hope that people who are not here tonight in the future or are not here tonight from Sunday will listen to this CD so they understand my heart. One of the reasons people fall, because when the move of God, when the glory of God comes so heavy, you, have, you lost your strength and you fall down. When the, I, I faced this many times in my life. When the presence of God come heavy on me, I couldn't stand. I have to go down, either sit down or or uh, kneel down or fall on the ground. That's one reason. The second reason is this. The second reason that we fall, because it's very tiring to stand. 
if I want God to touch me, and I stand like that for one hour waiting for God, my legs are going to get very exhausted. If I desperate enough for God to touch me, I'm going to have to wait for him. He may not touch me when the hand lay on me by the pastor, but he may, lay, he may touch me five minutes later. The pastor has to move on to the next person. Is that right? He cannot stand there for you five minutes because another ten people wait for me. So what you do in order to avoid being tired, you just go on the ground and wait for God on the floor to show humility and your desperate heart that you want God to touch you. That's the second reason. Amen. I noticed that if people stand like this and don't want to go down, in a few minutes, you know what happened? They open their eyes and they look around. And they begin to get out from God and begin to look at people. Because you know what? It's not in the position that you can see God easily by standing. And some people say to me like this. Some people don't like me. They say, why don't you ask your member to kneel down and lay hand? Why do you have to get people to stand and lay hand on them so that they can fall down? I want to tell you right now, if you love your pastor, you should stand. You should not kneel down. Because I don't want my back to get injury. If I have to lay hand like this, everyone, after a while, I'm going to walk like 80 years old. Like this. My back is going to be stiff. Please don't come and kneel down because my back is going to be hurt. I, because I have to do like this all day long. Amen. That's why we stand. Some people say, why don't you fall forward? Don't fall backward. i never seen fall backward in the Bible. Who cares backward and forward? I don't care. But the reason people don't fall forward, because if they fall forward, they will hit the pastor. <laughs> Give me a break. They try to fight forward with me. That's why people have to fall backward. Because some, some people don't want to fall forward and hit me. Then we have to go to the hospital together or something. <laughs> Because we have a head-on injury. <laughs> Not car. Head-to-head-on injury. Amen. Now, the third reason why I fall down, I want to tell you, you know, very simple, straightforward. That's how God used this pastor to minister. If, <laughs> if Jesus <laughs> used the saliva at that time, and people say, this is not in the Bible. That person will not get healed. Is that right? And if God can use this pastor to lay hands and people fall down, you just cooperate with the pastor. Why we have to fight and we have to argue theology with me? Just cooperate with me. Fall, 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 and receive the Holy Spirit on the floor. Amen. And again, you don't need to fall. It's up to you. I'm not going to force you but you may have to stand there for a few minutes and get tired yourself. I'm not going to wait for you. I'm going to keep moving on. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. You understand now? In fact, in the Bible, every time people come into the presence of God, they fall on the ground. So it's biblical. Falling is biblical whether intentionally or unintentionally. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't bother with people who get touched by God. Amen. And now, some people say, why in the revival, why in the fire of God, there must be some sound, some laughing. You just hear a while ago, somebody laughed. Some cry, some, ah, woo, like this, you know. You don't need to make sound, actually. I don't want to have a false sirens. I want to have a real sirens, real sound. But if God going to make you make sound, don't quench the sound. It's okay to laugh. It's okay 
to cry. It's okay. Whatever God wants to do to you, don't hold back. There, because there is always sirens around, alarm in the fire of God. Amen. Hallelujah. The fire of God gonna come and burn the frozen life in the frozen things in your life of religion and tradition, and He want to change you, and He want to pass this fire from generation to generation, and God gonna use some of you to pass this fire to the next generation. Amen. Amen. Some of you are going to be a fire carrier. Amen. Amen. How many people want to be a fire carrier? Carry the fire to the next generation. Amen. God can use you to bring the fire of God to anywhere. Amen. And again, we don't know. One thing is this. We don't know what God is doing in a person's life. And we, it's not our business to know. It's God's business. But the fact is this. The more... God work in a person's life, the more God can work through that person. Let me let, repeat the word with me. In, through, before God can work through you, He has to work in you. So the more you let Him work in you, the more God can work through you. Let Him cleanse you. You know, we all have the same Holy Spirit. Is that right? Do we have only arm of the Holy Spirit? Do we have only eye of the Holy Spirit? No, we have the fullness of the Holy Spirit inside us. But why some people are more powerful than another person? By anointing. You know what? Because something inside a person is blocking the Holy Spirit. Is that right? So the more you let God deal with you, get rid of the self, get rid of the thing that blocked the Holy Spirit, you're going to, the Holy Spirit is inside of you, the same Holy Spirit, going to work through you even greater because there's not, nothing blocked him. Why Jesus is so powerful? Because he has no flesh, no, no sinful nature at all. He has nothing blocked the Holy Spirit at all. But we still have a lot of junk and dross and impurity that God needs to cleanse so that we can be a powerful vessel of God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Now you understand what is the fire of God all about. Many people like to come to this kind of meeting and watch there and observe and don't want to get anything. They're afraid that God is going to do something to them. You notice one thing in the Bible? I'm not surprised. Revival meeting is always a small group of people. Only 120 people, not 5,000. If you notice, revival, rally, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, rally happened in a large mega church. You know why? Because most people who go to large mega church just go there just to get the religious thing done and go home. God going to show up. God going to come down and touch people only when they are hungry, when they are desperate when they want to change, when they just yield and humble and say, God, come down to touch me. And not a lot of people are like that. And I tell you one thing, even though not a lot of people, but those people are going to change the world. Not the majority. Not, not those big crowd. But the small group of people that is touched by God, that encounter God, God touch them and they touch God and the fire of God touch them. Those people are going to going to change by the fire of God, going to touch the world and change the world for God. Amen? Do you know that Hudson Taylor was touched by the fire of God? Do you know that Derek Prince was touched by the fire of God? 
A lot of great ministers in the world was touched by the fire of God. But they may not go out and spread the fire like today, like the, the way I did, I have done. But we need to have more people to touch the world. Amen. Amen. So, I'm not surprised. Don't just come and criticize and watch the fire of God. Don't just come and just watch and try to analyze the fire of God. Come and be hungry and think about the Holy Spirit who is going to do something inside you. Look, at, look for the Holy Spirit. Don't look for manifestation. Don't look for just criticizing what's going on. My dear brother and sister, what makes you feel ashamed to be in the file of God today will make you ashamed when you stand at the shopping mall and God tells you to preach the gospel to somebody. What makes you worry about somebody else think about you in the revival service going to make you worry when God tells you to go up on the stage and preach the gospel in front of thousands of people. The same thing is going to make you worry over there. But if you're not worried about the man's opinion now, you don't worry, you're not ashamed of God now in this service. That day when you get up and the, the Holy Spirit urge you to say something, you will not be ashamed of the Holy Spirit, of the things of God. Amen? Amen. God is looking today for those who love the Holy Ghost fire. Today is a day that God is going to start to anoint millions of people, hundreds of thousands of people to go into the world and get the big harvest. Laborers are few. I pray that God will send laborers into the harvest field who love the fire of God, who will be propelled and pushed by the fire of God to go forward to the next level, to the next level, and go to the city and touch the city, set the city ablaze on fire, touch the neighbor, and set the captive free, preach the gospel to the lost and dying world, and go to save the lost, and shake the nation, and shake the city by the fire of God. Your preaching will never be the same. Your worship will never be the same. When you open your mouth and speak the word of God, your, whatever you say out is going to come out with the fire of God. If you are a singer and you begin to really sing, you're gonna, the fire of God is going to come out from your mouth. It's going to be different. Amen. I can tell when a preacher preached the word and I can tell that preacher is in a fire or not. I can tell when a worship leader, worship, lead worship, when a single sing, I can tell that that person is in a fire or not. Because it's so different. Because that person has the fire on the inside. And you can see the fire from their eyes. You can feel, hear the fire of God from their mouth, from their tongues. It's different. Amen. And God is looking for those people right now. Everywhere you go, if you have the fire of God, you will carry the rivers of God. The desert is going to change into oasis. You're going to bring life to people. You not only bring life to yourself, you bring life to your kids, to your family, to your neighbors. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. You're going to go and light a fire in every place. Amen. The work of God is going to get done quickly. Instead of spending 10 years, it's going to be done in one month. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what is happening in rivers of God right now, river of life in Bangkok. The work is done very fast over there. People get saved all the time. People get set free. I remember I listened to a testimony of a man who has gone to another church uh, for almost 10 years. This man still smoke, still cuss, still say bad things. He has gone to that church for a long time. One day he heard about Rivers of Life Church. 
He heard about us. He came at that time. The church just started only a few months. He came in. The fire of God moved. He got touched. He stopped smoking that Sunday. He became a nice man. He stopped cussing. He stopped talking bad. In one day, the work gonna go faster. You don't have to keep counseling and disciple people for 10 years to change. It's gonna be done faster. Amen. Hallelujah. Now you understand me why I'm so excited about the fire of God. Now you understand me why I don't want to stop the fire of God in the church. Amen. Amen. There's so many good reasons. Eventually your parents will not remember you. Your wife will not remember you because you're so changed. Amen. Amen. Your friend at school will not remember you. You will be container of the fire of God. Amen. How many people are hungry for the fire of God? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. You receive the fire by your heart, not by your head. Amen. You notice that we don't put the fire on the chimney. We put the fire in the fireplace. The fireplace is the heart. The head is a chimney. Don't try to analyze the fire. You come and receive by faith. Amen. Don't try to analyze. Don't try to think too much. Just receive by faith. Amen. So when my, my hand lay on you, okay, you don't have to think about my hand. You just think about the Lord Jesus Christ lay hand on you and you believe that God's fire will touch you. And don't worry about tonight. You don't have to worry about anything because tonight is the Holy Ghost night. You have, don't need to worry about uh, your hairstyle. You know, you're going to cry. You're going to, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. This is not Sunday. You need to dress nice like Sunday. Tonight is the Holy Ghost night. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's get filled. Let's get changed. Today, God is going to do something in you to the next level. Amen. He's going to keep changing you to the next level. Amen. Get hungry. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust this message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at 206-275-1042 or visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.org. You may also write to us at the following address, New Hope International Church, 9170 Southeast 64th Street, Mercer Island, Washington, 98040. Thank you very much. 